No. That. I still have um, some sort of wipe. Uh, it's a book opening. Kind that's of. excellent. It wouldn't be the changeling like that no. anymore, obviously. So, hey! Oh, hey! Hold on. No, no. Okay. How about now? Check one, two. I don't believe we should be echoing anymore. Good. Okay. It's because when uh, that camera is providing audio. Oops. Whoops. Yeah, it's because I just threw it in at the oh, last second because we had source, them on Zoom right. and I threw them in as real live humans and uh, forgot that that Turns means out audio. real live humans echo. Echo. Oh, echo. yeah. Like, isn't, there like, <laughs> isn't there that thing where they I say that like today. ducks don't echo? <laughs> like their quacks don't echo and it's entirely false, but for some reason people just believe that. The mm. ducks near our house echo. Did that it? one duck. <laughs> One very lonely duck that makes like sounds. <laughs> I think it might be a goat. Actually, I think it was a duck that made it with a frog. It's <laughs> horrible. Essentially, that is horrible. A frog. So a dog. A frog. A dog or a fruck. 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 I think I just said frog. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to port and I just made one. Where anyway. Burp. Boop. Hi everybody. Hello. Hello. This is our session zero redux. Why is it a redux? Scott can explain. Yes, well, we've already had a session zero. This is session zero V2, or Redux, as we're calling it. What about second session zero? What about second session zero? Are we going to just keep going Redux, re-Redux, re-Redux? Yeah, we'll get Viggo Mortensen to chuck an apple at your head every time. Honestly, I'd be honored, Mr. Mortensen. I would be honored. Yeah, I would be. Uh, So that's the other question. These two need to be flipped. Oops. Oh. Athipa Horizontale. Oh, darn it. Kung Fu Fenris, you spoiled the surprise. Quick, Liz, uh, yeah, do something. <laughs> because I play Pyres now. And I am playing Gale Whispered. I believe we can use this to our advantage. Wind, wind, wave, game. <laughs> wind, wind, wave. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Look, things have changed. <laughs> and guess what? Things are going to change again because this might be the last day that we're running it in this room. In the, right, there you go. Right. For people who don't know, we haven't actually been able to be together. Um, for the entirety of season one, we had to play remotely because of the pandemic. It is now legal for us to be in the same room, but we do have to maintain a certain amount of distance between us, which is why it is set up as it is now. But we are all in the same room, which is pretty cool. But hopefully, starting by next week, it will be legal for us to be in our normal configuration, where <laughs> the players are going to sit over Nya, and I will be sitting right here. <laughs> um, except that it won't even be in this room. It'll be in a different room in this place. Right. A smaller room, a more intimate. I assume the point is just to get us in the smallest possible room. Oh, so we're streaming from the bathroom now. Yeah. I was thinking a closet, but yeah. Oh, let's yeah. Do no, yeah, let's do a bath. Great no. acoustics. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. Getting the gang back together. I mean, look, there were there were legal issues, there were moral issues, and there are ethical issues, but overall, we want you we want to assure everybody that we are trying to make sure that we play as safely as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, the We are crawling our way out of the pandemic, which is fantastic. But if you ain't vaxxed, go get vaxxed. If you can. Mm-hmm. There are people who can't. If you can't get vaxxed, Tell everybody else to get vaxxed. That'll protect you. There you go. Did they stab her in the eye when they vaxxed? Or is your your muscle high enough? 
It was right up yon. It is a high muscle. I, I even asked the person, like, is it going to go with my tattoo? Like, nope. <laughs> Say ah. fabulous story ah. about that. Boop. Oh, my God. Drink up. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> cocktail. It's the vaccine cocktail. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I am a Pfizer fuckboy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you're a Moderna man. I'm a Moderna man. Along with some other folks who are not here. Early Moderna Millie. <laughs> Early Moderna <laughs> Millie was a, was a big win right there. Much. It's a musical theater joke <laughs> for those of y'all who do. Anyway, yeah. We're happy to see you, Dio. We're happy to see a whole lot of people. Also yes. happy to see Skeleton for Rent, uh, who's followed us, who I've known for longer than I've known basically all of you. Whoa. You've been streaming on Twitch for that long? <laughs> I... Did not know Skeleton for Rent under the name Skeleton for Rent. I understand. I so. understand now. The new backdrops is throwing you off. Don't worry about it because they'll change next week. <laughs> Pfizer Philly. A Pfizer Philly. Nay. Uh, we do also have to. <laughs> Sorry. We, but we're actually in sync now rather than being like one second out it's of true. sync. It's <laughs> oh, God. Means we can sing. It's we true. can. Happy birthday. Oh, God, no, fuck, no. Someone out there? Yeah, someone out there, probably. Uh, oh. What I can say, though, first and foremost, which is fantastic, is because we are together, uh, then hopefully our sound and our video will improve across the board uh, back to pre-pandemic levels. But it is thanks to your support that we were able to make the uh, very, very rapid adjustments needed to be able to play uh, remotely without mm-hmm. sacrificing hopefully too much in terms of quality. Uh, but just as a reminder, folks, you don't have to subscribe. <laughs> you really don't. Um, nothing that we do is behind any sort of paywall with the exception of our Twitch emotes. So while we appreciate it and we are... Hmm? The sound was not repeating on track. Ah. What it should oh, that's because I was running it last. My bad. When uh, is forcing people? <laughs> Somebody chat! <laughs> yeah, there's also that. You know, uh, you can just uh, show up and say a few words without a sub badge next to you and a certain someone will fix the problem. And rely on the kindness of Aragorns. <laughs> We're yeah. kidding. So please do not in any way feel like you are required but your support is very appreciated and it does keep us going. Uh, it all goes right back into the channel. Um, and I mean, the, we, this is a, we're not even a year old on this channel. Cause we, yeah, remember we, we basically August, booted yeah. everybody out of mine. That's right. <laughs> right into here. Damn. So soon though. It's really, it's coming up soon. Yeah. It's very exciting. Oh, well, maybe we'll do something special to commemorate a Happy year birthday. birthday. <laughs> I just don't like that song. Yeah, it's you fine. really don't. It's a birthday song. Know. It's fine. We should Mon cher Scott. Anyway. My dear Scott, it's your turn to talk about love. Yep. That's the birthday song. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> uh, what is a what is a session zero? You may be asking, although probably not most of you. A session zero is a chance for us to establish what we're going to do before we start playing. Why is the session zero important? Hmm. <laughs> I am thinking about tech and not thinking about session zeros. Cool. Um, Why is the session zero important? Uh, it's kind of like a check-in 
for everybody. Um, so for us as players and storytellers, but also uh, for your benefit as viewers, community members. Yeah, I think it's important for like expectations, right? Normally an episode zero would be before your first episode. We are having a redux today, of course, but like it's important to set expectations. If one person thinks they're going to be playing in like a political, gritty, urban game and someone else is like but i brought my high fantasy pants or what you know what i mean like oh, my high <laughs> fantasy pants <laughs> it's just important yeah expectations and that goes beyond setting and tone it goes into safety as well and limits and lines and veils and so on so we're doing that today whoa <laughs> skeleton for rent just goes hard yeah Thank you so much. wait a minute wait a minute Skeleton for Rent, did you gift five subs and yet also are not subbed yourself? Uh-oh. <laughs> Which I'm not going to say that's <laughs> that's that's just a bit strange. Yeah, the lows. <laughs> uh, Love it. Yeah, being frequent Gwen-like. Thank you. It's quote ad, Cyphus. Yeah. But I do like it, so please do. But I brought my high fantasy pants. Yeah. Pro solar move. Uh, tell you what we can do, though, is we're going to get right away. We're going to start when it comes to safeties. So mm. let's bust these out and let's talk about it. We have safety cards, which we use um, throughout it all. We'll get on to our lines and veils in a second, which is more what we do in session zero. But these are important because they matter for all of our role playing, no matter what. Uh, these are cards that we use not because we're trying to restrict ourselves, but actually to unlock ourselves, to let us feel comfortable with pushing boundaries or by uh, pushing our limits, knowing that at any point, if we feel like we can't go further, mm. we can pull ourselves back. How do we use these? Glad you asked. The green card, also known as the play card, means I'm all good. Everything that's happening is happening and it's all good for me. No matter what I look like on the outside, I might be sobbing, I might be angry, I might be you know, ripping paper in front of me or punching Scott, you know. But despite what I look like on the outside, I am thoroughly invested in the game and wish to continue. Everything is fine. So it's kind of an unequivocal, we're all good. The yellow card, also known as the pause card, means I need everybody at the table to pause. I have something I have to tell you. So while the card is being held up, the game is on pause, while you let people know something. Maybe it's I'm getting close to my limit, just wanted to let you know. Maybe it's, hey, this session I'm feeling a little vulnerable or I'm feeling a little tired or I'm feeling a little excitable. Just something that is very important for everyone at the table to drop what's happening and pay attention. Mm -hmm. But once you put the card down, play can continue. The red card, also known as the stop card, however, means that play must immediately cease. If we do this on stream, then we may go to a be right back screen. So you will not be privy to what we are going to discuss. I'm actually gonna show you what the be right back screen looks like for two seconds, just so that you can see what it looks like. So it takes us back to that kind of uh, opening screen and you'll be able to see the chat as it goes by. But we will at that point pause the game and stop so that we can discuss about what we need to do to make sure that everybody feels safe and supported and ready to continue playing. Maybe we have to retcon what just happened. Maybe we have to fade to black and move on. Maybe we have to really pull a 180 and figure out something else entirely. But no matter what, game does not resume until everybody at the table feels 
like they are ready to keep going, not just the person who initially put up the card. Mm-hmm. You are in the audience, which means that you don't have cards, but you do have options. You can always whisper one of our moderators. In this case, Aragorn is in chat and you can whisper her, or you can whisper RPG Clinic, in which case I will see it. Uh, let us know if there's something that's going on that you are not entirely comfortable with. We may or may not be able to accommodate you. After all, there's only four of us. It's a bit easier. But there are so many uh, out there in the audience, whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it through your favorite podcast app. If we can't necessarily accommodate you, and there's a chance, you always have the option of closing chat or leaving the stream entirely. We don't want to see you go. But we do want you to stay safe and stay healthy and stay right with things. But if you let us know, we'd still like to take that into account. Yep. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Now, beyond that, um, as members of the audience, maybe request a card check if things start to look too real on our end, just wanting to be polite. So that's from Requiem Lost. Let's throw that up on screen because I think that's a very good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so what do you think? Do we want it so that if, if the audience asks for a card check, asks in essence for somebody to show green if they are worried, do we want to say that we'll do our best to pay attention to the audience for that? I would say do our best is yeah. uh, emphasis on because it, yeah. if it would break immersion, um, then you can, like if we don't show a card, I think the audience can assume that we're checking in with ourselves, yeah. um, but uh, but that you're certainly welcome to ask, and even if it's a discreet mm-hmm. uh, card shown, I think that's cool. Yeah, and sometimes we're just we're we're focused on role playing, so we cannot actually see chat until afterwards. But it's definitely happened that there have been times and people are like, "Are they okay?" Like I think people even asked like like something like card check and after the fact we're like oh yeah this is yeah. fine yeah. but, but uh, if someone if one of us sees it yeah. in chat and the, the player in question is like engaged in a scene mm-hmm. we can also as mentioned before mm-hmm. we can flash these to each other questioningly mm-hmm. yeah. right if we need hey, to hey I'm okay yeah Mark, are you okay <laughs> you okay and yeah. exactly I, I'm going to reiterate something that mm-hmm. Kate said because I think it's really worth noting we may not see chat right away yeah. I can see the four of them if I yeah. Hold up a card. It's very easy for everybody to see, but it's not necessarily easy for us to read chat if we're in the middle of a scene. If I'm yeah. staring Elizabeth in the face and we're going like one on one, I'm not looking at chat mm-hmm. and neither is she most likely. So please post it in chat. Just understand that we may not be able to uh, to react right away. And if you post it in chat, sometimes all we need is the reminder to know that we can use these cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things about safety cards is that it can sometimes be difficult, even though we have the tools to, and this is an example, making sure that that's clear, to flash a card, even if we're like, because we always feel a little bit, you know, like I'm disrupting things. Oh yeah, I, I'm not feeling so great about something. We as humans don't like to put everyone else down. Truth. Um, but if you post it in chat, like, hey, are you all right? Mm-hmm. Then sometimes that's enough to kick me into like, no, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not entirely okay. Or no, I'm really not okay mm-hmm. and we need to stop. Yeah, it's definitely good to remind us to use the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. That's so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because then we'll, the more you, because you're also doing, 
other people who watch a favor, right? Because we're normalizing the use of safety mm-hmm. tools. We're removing the taboo around them. We're removing the weirdness from it. So um, encouraging the use of them is is better for everybody, not just for us, but for community at large and people who are listening right now and watching. Yeah. Shall we move on to the other safety tools that we use? Let's do it. So one thing that I can say is that we use lines and veils. Uh, these are things that we discuss typically in a session zero, like you see here. Uh, things that we know are lines, we do not want to see this in game at all, mm-hmm. and veils, things that we're comfortable with as long as they're only alluded to as opposed to explicitly described. So I'm not sure that we're going to go into a huge in-depth conversation, but we can mention some various lines and veils that we have, or especially if any have changed mm-hmm. since the last time that we talked about it. Somebody want to come up with something that they want to mention? Yeah, I don't know if I would have reiterated this in episode zero at the, you know, season one. Uh, I have a veil around like, and so I don't mind it being alluded to, but I definitely don't want to play out any scenes of like intense claustrophobia myself. Uh, Just like, yeah, too many kind of visual memories. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's not cool. So... That, but that would be a veil for me. Like, I'm okay with that content being Like somebody in getting game. slammed in a small cell. Mm-hmm. We can describe that someone gets shoved into a small cell, but we won't describe what it feels like to be. Right, we don't have to live there for like a year. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, yeah, we. Okay. Yeah, that's me. That's a that's veil. a great example of a veil. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, a veil for me is, uh, I've brought this up before, it's around like animals being injured mm. um, or like suffering. So if right. one does have to be hurt, I would much rather it be off screen, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. Anything on you? Uh, I'm a, like I know at some point I was like you. There was mention of someone having like a, potentially a deceased parent or something, and at that point I was like, not today, not this week. I'm okay with that being discussed again. Um, but I think I still have a veil around. Uh, hospitalization of mm. like like medical long-term hospitalization situation mm-hmm. uh, at the moment okay it's cool. fair yeah but i mean like we can be battle injured and like have to be treated for wounds and all of that is fine it's just like prolonged illness thankfully in essence that's really not Basically that much nothing. of a problem yeah. actually yeah <laughs> uh Anything for you, John? Yeah. Yeah, so it is also important to note that the storyteller is just as much of a player as anyone else in Mm -hmm. terms of uh, this sort of situation. So uh, I will reiterate that I have a hard line towards sexual assault. Mm. Uh, I just just know Mm -hmm. if that's fine with everybody else. Uh, And honestly, um, otherwise, there isn't much that has changed. I will say that we have a veil over strong depictions of gore mm-hmm. uh, but that's just a long-standing veil that we've had yeah. like light depictions of like oh no's are fine but you know we're not going to spend five minutes describing uh you know body that. horror right yeah uh and not to say that horror won't take a part in this game as you know we kind of run the gamut of the various emotions that we have but uh beyond that uh I, I'm I'm feeling pretty safe. Nice. All of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Say so. Now we did mention sexual assault, so maybe it would be a good time for us to discuss the red rule. Hey. 
The Red Rule states, and here I will read, characters can only be seduced or otherwise put in a sexual situation if the player is okay with it. Otherwise, any such attempt fails automatically. Players in the storyteller can and do waive this rule's protection, but only if they're comfortable doing so. So we are playing characters that can be supernaturally charismatic. Mm -hmm. And with that supernatural charis charisma can also come supernatural getting down. But I'm sure that all of you know that it's very important that if anybody tries to seduce your character, you can at any point just say, no. Yeah. And it doesn't work. I don't care how many dice I have to roll. I don't care how awesome my powers are as storyteller. Any point. You can just say, no. Now, does that apply to my characters? Yes. I mean, I would hope so. Very much so. <laughs> uh, now, in general, I'm not... Like, I typically waive this right. But well, I always yeah. have the... It's it's just like consent. I can revoke that right at any time. You can also be like, I can be seduced today, but I can't be seduced tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I could be seduced yesterday, but I can't be seduced today. Yeah. That's... Yeah. An hour ago. That's the nature of it, right? Yeah. A minute ago. 45 seconds ago. Yep. 45 seconds. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Aragorn brings up an incredibly important point. Let's just make sure that that's emphasized. The game's characters are also above the age of consent, even though they have been attending a secondary school slash academy. Mm -hmm. uh, just assume that everybody is the age of consent if they are going to be involved in any kind of romantic uh, liaison at all. And we're not going to define what age of consent is because that matters and changes around the globe. So it just is. And throughout <laughs> history. Yep. Yep. But yeah. We know what there. the term means, and that's what some, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you haven't missed your window to seduce me. Don't worry, Realty Marlboro. <laughs> Whoa. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Exalted fucking is fun, but wow. <laughs> uh, wow. In terms of other safety rules, there isn't a whole lot. But there are two other rules, and then we're going to get those rules out of the way, and then we get to discuss the fun stuff. Yep. Scott, do you remember what the golden rule is? Uh, I always mix up the golden rule. Oh, uh, try rule. I'm going to try it. I believe the golden rule is the one that's like, uh, the rules are less important than having fun. If you're not having fun, like, if the rules are getting in the way of you having fun, then change the rules. <laughs> if you don't like one of these rules, change it. Don't use it. Exactly. There you go. That's exactly right. We can change rules whenever we want. And because we're using a system which is not fully released, uh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, actually. Yeah. Oh, Requiem's got a question. Ooh. I'm going to leave somebody else to answer it, but I'll read the question aloud. Just to check, if the red rule is invoked, do you assume no repercussions in game for invoking it? I feel that I do not need to ask about out of character because obviously it shouldn't. Do you assume no repercussions in game? Yeah. I mean, I would. So is that like this? Because this is something that we haven't touched yet. But in um, essence, there's a new um, sort of situation when it comes to social influence, which sort of falls in the general direction of trying to get romantically or physically involved with someone, is that um, even if you succeed at your role, they can say, no, I will not do this because of consent. Um, and uh, there are alternatives in the case for this, which is to 
do something slightly different, just completely ignore it and they get a benefit later, or just my character would never do this. Um, and the latter, it, they include the red rule in that last one. It's just a no. This yeah, doesn't happen. Would it's considered sense. unacceptable influence would be the game term. Right. Yeah. Now, in terms of like, like narrative repercussions, I would say that's a case by case basis depending on the situation yeah but like you're definitely your character won't be like penalized for not wanting to like oh no for, I meant, yeah for i meant more the other way around yeah, yeah like yeah you you try you asked me to do this and i didn't want to so now i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> yeah uh kind of thing as being that's fun. yeah unless people at the table decide to retcon that conversation yeah but yeah yeah for sure yeah but it's a good thing to check uh so Short answer, no. There are no repercussions to invoking the red rule, either in or out of game. The only thing that, the only repercussions that you end up doing is if you spurn somebody's advances, then they are spurned. I am spurned. <laughs> ah! She's spurned. Hey, plucky. So, you. uh, you successfully said what the golden rule was. Yes! Uh, indeed, sometimes I mix up golden or, and oracalcum. Liz, do you feel... Adventurous? No, I fully thought that was the... I thought the golden rule was the oracalcum rule. So what's the oracalcum rule? I thought it was. If a rule doesn't work, change it. So the... (laughs) This one's a little more complicated. The Uh, oracalcum rule uh, states... uh, (laughs) I see it. Story and fun is more better than rules. (laughs) Right. They're they're both along the same line. Yeah. They're They're pretty much on the same line. The difference between the golden and the oracalcum rule is that the golden rule says you can change a rule whenever you want if you feel like it needs to be changed. The oracalcum rule says if the rules no longer make sense in terms of story or fun, then the rules don't apply mm-hmm. or the rules change. So if we're like, oh, yeah, no, that person should totally be dead. And I'm like, ah, according to the rules, <laughs> it's possible to do it. Minute, minute. And everyone else is like, boo. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to boo you. but We're not. Well, you can boo me. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank, yeah, you. thank you for consenting. Yeah, of course. Thank you, John. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you and I'll raise you one of these. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> But that's, I think, the last of the rules that we have to go over, unless anybody else has any specific safety rules and stuff that they want to discuss, so we can uh, get to the rest of it. I don't think so. Cool. Plucky, thank you. We just got finished a whole conversation about how you don't have to subscribe, Plucky. Anyway, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to appreciate it. It's it's thank you for subscribing. Oh, no, huge thanks. Thanks. Yeah. The rule of cool. I like it. Yeah, the rule of cool. Meaning if it's cool or fun for the story, then it goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that is an important... It feels like a bit of a way of not clamping down because, like, you know, people obviously have fun in different ways, but it feels like a bit of a, a way of, like, making sure that someone can't sort of, like, rules lawyer their way into a situation where it's, like, always winnable or, or like, you can't be defeated or whatever. It's like, well, not cool for the story. Elizabeth, can for next session you braid your headset wire into your hair? Absolutely. Yes. That would be and then at the end I'll be like, we're done. Why? flies off. I knew you were uh, looking for that asymmetrical <laughs> undercut bob. I gave it to myself. Oh, God. So, can you imagine yeah, if it just 100%. tears like a perfect, like, at a lightning bolt or whatever through the side of your... No, okay, that's, that's less cool. Yeah. We are changing systems. 
So while we're still maintaining the um, the the setting of Exalted, the setting hasn't changed. We are, however, shifting from Exalted Third Edition over to Exalted Essence. Exalted Essence, as a system, is designed to be a uh, more rules light. Whoa, Obsidian Whoa. Heart! Just what chat? Chat's gone. Slamming in. Thank you so much, Obsidian. Thank you. And just like that, Obsidian Heart was gone. <laughs> 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 Sub only chat. Oh my god. Aragorn's ecstatic. This is great. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Very appreciated. Yes, we gotta give you a season two now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's Sorry. it's considered a more rules light yes. um, thing. Mm -hmm. Now, what does rules light mean? This isn't like a fate system or this is actually still a pretty crunchy system. But it is much less crunch than the core for Exalted Third Edition, which if I had it within reach, I would show you, is enough to bludgeon somebody to it's, a bloody pulp. It's it a monster. Massive. It's a beast. Now, as a result, um, we are needing to change things about our characters and also about the way that we play. I guarantee you that there will be parts while we were playing where we're not going to be as confident about the rules because the rules are brand new. And of course, also the rules are not fully formed. Yeah. We only have access to the manuscript, which was available as part of the Kickstarter for Exalted Essence, which just recently closed. Congratulations, Onyx Path, on a huge successful win. Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, a huge Kickstarter, yeah, it did mm. incredibly well. But it's the text isn't finished. It's not edited completely, and there are what are called versioning issues, where different parts of the manuscript were kind of pasted together, and so some rules don't make as much sense as maybe they should. So we may find that there are changes that we'll have to make from one session to the next if we discover rules that just don't work the way that we thought they did. That said, if I can jump in super quickly, we have, as most of you probably know, we have converted our characters from season one to this new system, in essence. Uh, we have our, you know, current... I'm not going to say complete, but current character sheets. Uh, and those VODs of those conversions are up on RPG Clinic's YouTube channel if you want to check out the process that we went through to try to figure out how do I create, how do I keep this person who they are, but put them into a different system? Yeah, so I guess that also serves as a Dick's, Dick's, Dick's Claimer. Oh, a Dick's Claimer. A Dick's Claimer. Hello, I'm Dick's Claimer. Hello. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, that if you notice that um, maybe our stats are not um, at the same, like they, if it hasn't been perfectly ported over, maybe that's why some sacrifices, compromises needed to be made, and uh, and our characters may have shifted slightly during flight. Yes, yes. please be careful. Exercise of opening caution the when opening the overhead bins. bins. <laughs> uh, oh, Gilad uh, wants to know. Gilad has a question about what I was about to mention: is that some things completely changed and merits is a big one of those where some of them were just cosmetic anyway so just like whatever if you want to have wings but they don't let you fly great you've got wings great you want to be super tall great you're super cool. tall um other things you no longer have to spend four merit points to be able to use martial arts you can just buy them like any other charm which <laughs> is cool. super cool uh, I mean, pain tolerance also doesn't exist so there goes basically all of my merits <laughs> um so we found other uses for my merits and we uh sort of got creative with um one option for that felt relevant to my character based on her background and what had happened in the storyline and what 
what we've talked about happening moving forward. Um, so I don't know whether now is the time to discuss them. Yeah, we might as well, I think. Uh, I think that makes sense. We're going to start, we'll go from left to right, so we'll start with Kate. Uh, you had probably the most trouble porting your merits over just because most of your merits were spent on things that no longer exist. Mm -hmm. So what kind of merits do you have right now? Uh, so we went with my primary merit being backing House of Bell student. nah, students or former disbanded like ex-House of Bell students. Um, backing is technically for a organization like the guild, and this is kind of a disorganization. Mm. Um, and so that's part of why um, we're, we've talked about it. Uh, we feel like it's narratively going to be okay that despite it being a primary merit um, and it counting as backing, yeah. I'm not going to just be able to like every session call on someone to appear. Um, but they will be broad because they have been dismissed across the entire Blessed Isle and possibly out into the rest of creation. Mm. Um, so it's the kind of people that I may be able to contact to maybe do a favor or help a little bit, but it's not going to necessarily always be there. Mm. So that's sort of what we figured out to make sense based on what had happened at the end of last season. Cool. Um, I have a secondary merit of an ally of Cientel. Uh, just because she's my ally doesn't mean she only listens to me. It doesn't mean that, you know, she can't go off and canoodle with a certain other member of the hearth. Right. Um, but uh, this is just a way of our group collectively um, assigning dots to uh, account for our allies. Because mm -hmm. having moderately strong dragon blooded is quite an asset. Yeah. Uh, then I have Masterwork Armor, which is something that we cooked up because Arrested Ooh. didn't have uh, artifacts. They're pretty personal when you do have an artifact. So it didn't feel appropriate that she'd just like have found one, like pulled it off of a dead body or <laughs> found it by the side of the road. This yeah. is um, So uh, basically it's medium armor, but uh, it has no mobility penalty. Burp. Hey. And resources one. Those are my merits. This isn't to preclude the idea that you may end up getting an artifact in the future, but there was kind of a feeling that I, you know, these are signature items that you're mm -hmm. carrying, whether it's artifact armor, artifact weapons, or other wonders. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that it's it's worth waiting and seeing whether an artifact will cross Arrest's path at that point. Uh, so yeah, there's some fudging around of that, but yeah. Uh, here from Scott. Perfect. Uh, I uh, my primary merit, surprising no one, I don't think would would be my artifact weapons. I have two jade diaclaves, hope and abandon, that I made a lot of use of in season one. So that would that makes sense to me as a primary merit. I also took an ally as a secondary merit, Flavien, uh, the other other member of our hearth. So again, she's not my ally exclusively, and I can't just you know. <laughs> throw her out when <laughs> I feel like it or whatever. Um, so again, I choose you! <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it's a way of making the sure... not the Pokemon, I don't understand. <laughs> Do you have any bread? <laughs> um, I only say my name now? Flavien! I mean... No, no, we'll talk about that later. It, anyway, yeah, so I... Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, and then for my two tertiary merits, um, I took... Similarly, contacts in the former House of Bells students, uh, rather than backing, I felt like it made sense for, you know, Pyres to still have contacts within that group of people. 
people that he wanted to stay in touch with. Influence in House Kathak. Uh, John and I had a really good discussion about whether I wanted to give up the sort of stipend that my fa- that Pyre's family was paying him at the House of Bells or his influence within House Kathak or like influence being known within it. Uh, and I chose that after the events of season one, that Pyres no longer has like a stipend, so no more resource merit, uh, but does still have the ability to sort of um, influence and work within his great house. So, sorry, your four then are Hope and Abandon. Yeah. Flivian. Flivian. Influence House Kathak and Contacts, former House of Bell students. So it is important to note that contacts and backing work differently. Yes. Contacts is specifically for gaining information. Yeah. So if you are looking for information about a topic that House of Bells students would be able to help you with, we would be using contacts, not your backing. Mm -hmm. If we were asking for the House of Bells students to do something, we would be using backing and not contacts. So you haven't, in fact, rendered each other redundant. That's good. They involve two different things. I'm hoping Arrest is going to pull a, you and what army? This one, you know, I just like snap the fingers. You get like the that whole. Would be followers. That we that we had command. command. Yeah, we had a whole conversation because there were like four different categories. Yeah, and you're like, hmm. yeah, pretty sweet. How about you? I chose my primary, um, my artifact, which I wrote Arit's fact. Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, then we have. List sound gone. Oh no. Thanks check, for letting check, us know. Check. Is it flashing? No. Blue lights? Oh yeah. Check, check. Yeah, I hear I hear her. Sure. Mic sounding distant. It's crackly. Crackly. Okay, hold on. Which one are you again? She's A. A? I'll just remove all <laughs> obstacles. There we go. Here's A. A is plugged into three. Hmm. Mute you for a second. Did you say curse? Of course. Okay. That makes check, more sense. Check, check. Go ahead, Liz. Check, check, checkity, check, check. Artifacts. Let us know, folks. Artifacts. A read facts. Normal. Okay, you seem to be fine. The paper was too strong. <laughs> I know, like moving a glass, a dice roller. That's a direct path now. Okay. Um, so my Arit fact, Soaring Eye, is my primary, <laughs> and then my secondary is an ally in the form of Bracken. Oh, we remember Bracken. We remember our good friend Bracken. So your secondary implies that that she is of the equivalent power of a young exalt, according to the book. In fact, the reason why it's a secondary is because she isn't traveling with you. Right. She is more powerful than an individual young exalt, but... You don't have access to her 100% all of the She's time. She's often at the casino, you know. Yeah. yeah. Rolling yeah. them bones. We got to track her down. Nice. Rush. Uh, then for my tertiary, we have resources too. Guess I'll be buying you dinner. Whoa, buyers. where did you get money? Well, we, oh, we talked about this. Talk- so <laughs> my idea is that Gail has actually been hoarding money for a while. Um, well, leading like up to her entrance right. into the House of Bells. So she has like an account or something that she can draw from. Uh, she's been pitting her parents against each other to get double allowance her entire life. Because they don't like each other very much. They don't chat much. So it's been great. Hello, I'm Ladal Gail Whispered. Hello. I'll take it all. <laughs> I'll take it all. I'm making a withdrawal. 
and then my last one is influence in Gateway. Ooh. People, people who know Gateway know me. Oh damn! That's well, right. so there you go, Eragwen. Running an underground gaming circuit. No, no, Gateway. Perfectly yeah. legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. So, what in what circumstances would you be able to potentially access this uh, influence over Gateway? Um, I'm thinking that if we traveled somewhere and were recognized, um, then a way to potentially uh, keep us safe, at least for a bit, might be if people recognize me for my Gateway prowess, because um, I'm like a mini celebrity. Mini. And of course, as you continue to play Gateway, which for those of you who may not know, Gateway is kind of like the equivalent of chess in the uh, in the realm of the realm. The realm, yeah. <laughs> uh, chess, or like perhaps a bit more complicated than chess. Um, it, it, it's the game. The game that, that people play is, the, is Gateway. So as you continue to show your prowess, then perhaps your rating in that will increase. Exactly. I can't wait for the one episode where it's just like Aresta and I as like peanut gallery as like Gail just plays Gateway for three hours. <laughs> yeah, because we like run out of money. We're broke. You have to get us, to get us some more. I got to go uh, back into the game. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... That would actually be... Sorry, because then you could also build in like House Ladal's Gambit in the be, well, she's a great. big inspiration for the character of Gail, which of course I only realized after, as with all my no characters. way, <laughs> I never would have thought. Shut up! No, I'm just kidding. I think it's, it's fantastic. Exactly. I totally just you love it. Oh, oh no! Ooh, That's better. That's better. Check one, two. Oh. Cool. Those are the merits. There's some other changes that have been made mm-hmm. which are kind of sort of retcons that i figure we should point out uh for instance oh yes <laughs> uh for you pyres uh what's different about you what, uh, what is this what is this new thing very specifically what is uh, it you can't face what is it you can't face um what i can face uh pyres now has um a couple of charms in the fire dragon style martial art which i mean I didn't even consider taking because in, in Exalted Third because of the merit points, because it didn't fit my character, whatever. It feels right now. I won't get into the DM me on Discord or whatever. We can talk about it. <laughs> like, if you want. Slide into Pyres. Slide DMs. into my DMs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Pyres. Uh, yeah, Pyres. <laughs> DMs. Yeah. Whew. Is it hot in here? It's fine. Um, yeah. So that's new, right? Because that would have been a big difference in season one uh there you go <laughs> and has there been another any other major changes in terms of abilities that <laughs> we should be focusing on I don't have eighty thousand intimacies um, you will i still have earth dragon style um i managed to keep glorious exalted bolt which is the current version of um Elemental elemental bolt that I had before, so that's super good. Um, the one thing that changed is that there aren't really any specific existing in the system charms or abilities that let you stay up late, breathe longer, um, underwater, things like that that um, 
Aresta had invested pretty heavily into, yeah. but we've talked about it. And between the fact that I have extremely high fortitude and physique and just the the narrative aspect of it, like other merits, um, we've just agreed that uh, it'll be more of a role um, based on those stats or it'll just be like, yeah, Aresta can take it. A fortitude physique. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Story over? Story over. Gorgoroth? <laughs> Just rolled a soak drowning damage. Yeah. Hey. Uh, what about you, Elizabeth? Any major changes that you've noticed to your character? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing huge. <laughs> um, there was a little bit of a discussion around uh, embassy specifically, which uh, sort of now uh, encompasses uh, linguistics, bureaucracy, and... Elements of socialize. And, yeah. Um, yes. So it felt weird to put embassy up high, but I did want to account for the linguistics score that Gail had, um, which I think was four by the end of uh, season one. So embassy is at three. So the idea is, though, with, with stuff like that, is maybe she's not so great at exercising elements of bureaucracy or socialize but um she does understand them and then the linguistics is also accounting for that score so that's kind of how we justified it some of this is also justified through the use of charms mm -hmm. you'll have access to some charms and you don't necessarily have to buy the charms that are more bureaucracy focused but you can buy the charms that are more linguistics focused mm -hmm. which in fact you have this mm. has already been done um so yeah, so Gorgoroth um, asks a question which I think is appropriate to answer here. Um, the events of season one still occurred, but it's time for new adventures. Same characters, uh, same story, but they're no longer at the House of Elves Academy. Why is that? <laughs> uh, stop now if you haven't watched the end of season one. And want spoilers. Uh, yeah, I'd argue that now is a very good place to jump on if you want to jump on without watching season one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, yes, if you if if you have two episodes left, maybe pause. But if you uh, if you're jumping on board uh, at the end of the season one, the, <laughs> the end of season one of Exalted Witch Academy, the House of Bells came under attack from forces both known and unknown. Um, and the school is gone. I mean, it's not raised to the ground, but essentially most of the faculty have been killed. A lot of the buildings were destroyed. Uh, and we, as a hearth and as players, like the characters are not going to be there anymore. It's not that there's nothing there. It's just we decided to move on. And in fact, there may very well be a story circulating to mm. to the higher ups in the political sphere uh, that we were somehow the cause uh, yeah, of sure. the destruction of the House of Bells because we were um, anathema sympathizers and we led a rebellion that was terrible. And yeah, we were defending no. them from... We were getting attacked out of nowhere and we defended ourselves. Exactly. And our all about like... perspective. Exalted <laughs> <laughs> Witch Academy season two, the PR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> My nightmares. My nightmares. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other like details or big picture elements about the end of the first season. That we're we now mention. outlaws. Essentially. Essentially. I'd like to imagine there are wanted posters of us right? all around. <laughs> but did they get your nose just right? No. Pyres is, has do. like they a number do. beneath and everyone's been taking the number. You know? <laughs> like, oh, I can call him. Yeah. It's just a no. pile of 
posters and with everyone you take off, like there's an element of his clothing. <laughs> like, yeah. awesome. be a good Who time. made a flip book for him? I don't understand. People show up with your wanted poster. Can I have a signature? Yeah, autograph? Yeah. yeah. This would be a good time for us to mention that if you have headcanon original characters. Oh, yes. So those of you in the audience, there are people who have created characters who are attending the House of Bells. Uh, so that they could comment on things kind of in character, either live in chat or also on our Discord. You can still do this. Mm, just be aware that students might be not be in the same kind of location. So, by all means, you can keep your old ones or you can create new ones. It's all up to you. Mm -hmm. Go for it. <laughs> Yay, Dio. Absolutely. And there's some questions yeah. happening here as well. Uh, so, yeah, let's see about some questions here. Uh, I see some here from Gilad Good, so let's yeah. call those up, if I can actually get there. There we go. So, some questions about how that was resolved. One, how did you deal with the wounded, both to evacuate them and because they saw you deal with an anathema? And two, how did you deal with your prisoners, both the first and seventh years? So at the end of season one, we gathered all the students, or Arresta specifically, uh, called everyone uh, to release the, the first and seventh years and spoke to the entire school um, to basically say, uh, this is what happened. Um, this is the story, which is going to absolve you of as much uh, involvement as possible and hopefully us. But basically we were attacked, we defended ourselves, and the school is gone, so we're all going home or wherever the heck you want to go. Um, there was intel, thanks to Gil Whispered, that we could very much expect uh, either backup or other assailants or who knows what within about 24 hours. Uh, so it was a bit of a situation of do whatever you can for whoever, for yourselves, and then get out because if we stay, we're all done for. Yeah, I believe the wounded, I don't think we like... Mostly, I mean, they're dragon blood, right? Yeah. So like... They're, they mostly would be able to get out of there within 24 hours. I, I would imagine sort of like individual fangs mm -hmm. would have, because at the House of Bells in particular, we're grouped together in like groups of five, right? And in fangs, presumably that those groups supported each other in evacuating or leaving the space, either going home or off on adventures or maybe more serious adventures. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. In times of war, things get messed up. Mm-hmm. So there's naturally going to be some elements that maybe the player characters didn't tie up perfectly. And that's just got to be the way war is. Mm. Skeleton Verent has some questions, and I think that maybe players are, would like to weigh in on this, especially because we might change how things happen for Season 2. How does the HCOC, or headcanon original characters, work? Is it parallel play? Does it ever influence story? Fascinated by this concept right now. I assume that's what RN stands for. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're hip with the kids. Um, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> yes, kids. Yes, the children. Warning, average age of the viewers of RPG Clinic may be in excess of 30. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so headcanon, like HCOC, uh, as per posted before, if you join our Discord, there are links there uh, to be able to kind of build your character via an online tool, Lotcasting Atemi, which uh, specifically is for Exalted 3rd Edition, so... That's okay, I'm going to throw away that you can make your own. Go, continue. Yeah, yeah, and just that, um, you know, there, there's a way to build 
essence characters via uh, a certain Kate who made this fillable character sheet, which is there. There you go. Um, how it works, though, is, yeah, it's it's an opportunity, or at least the way I saw it kind of like originally conceived as an opportunity for players to, uh, for viewers, sorry, to have characters in the game to be able to comment on and kind of interact interact with the happenings in the story. Is it parallel to the main story? Is it canon? Will it ever influence the story? I, I'm, I'm not the storyteller. No. Is, I'm not the storyteller. I'm not the storyteller, so maybe you're going to change this, But what John, would you like? What would I like? Yes. In fact, this is a question that for is a all great the players. Question. What would you like? I, I just feel like it's a slippery slope when you start saying, like, oh, yeah, you viewers can make things and, like, they'll interact with the game and stuff because I love you all, but then there's going to be somebody out there who's going to do something something terrible. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, someone. Yeah. Oop. <laughs> bun bun. <laughs> I think um, knowing that the that never say never is yeah. is a thing. Like there's certainly you know the possibility that that something from HCOC could influence the game, but there should never be an expectation about it. Um, I think that's the best way to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because particularly in season one, there were theoretically other students at the school witnessing the events, um, so it was a way to be the, a fly on the wall, but better, because you were actually a student there. Um, there's a bunch of sort of minor roleplay within uh, chat, which is really cool to see, um, but moving forward, I think it's also just difficult to say who these people could or should be beyond what would make you happy because we don't necessarily know where exactly we're going. So if we're like, yeah, you should all be townsfolk in Arjuf and then we like, don't ever go there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, still uh, growing these turnips. Like, <laughs> you know like I mean? Arjuf has a booming I don't know why you're uh, playing a mortal farmer, <laughs> but like, whatever. So I, I want to make some proposals here. Yeah, yeah. First thing that I'm going to point out right away is something that I think basically everybody echoed and, and is true you cannot expect to have an, an influence on the game because uh there's it's for any number of reasons you're in the wrong location or perhaps you've made a suggestion to the game that we just don't feel would make a great addition to the story um you know we we do have to make sure that we maintain a certain amount of continuity all of that sort of thing but there are a couple of things that have changed from season one to season two and the major one, the one that I think is most important, is we no longer have to deal with being remote. And hopefully that will stay that way. This actually provides a huge cognitive load on us, which we no longer have to worry about. And as a result, something that we have done in our campaigns in the past in RPG Clinic have been to, uh, on a very limited basis, and when I say very limited, I mean very limited basis, um, allow for certain amounts of audience participation. Mm. This has become something that's perhaps not a guarantee, but it might be more on the table now than it was before um, because we no longer have to worry about as many tech issues or, again, that cognitive load. Um, so I cannot guarantee that anyone's going to be called upon. But I will say this. I pay attention to the HCOC. And if something happens among that amount of play that's occurring that I consider interesting and that I can see a way to integrate it into the story, I don't see why I wouldn't. Um, if it means that at some point one of our characters who has access to either backing or contacts in the House of Bells 
uh, or former students of the House of Bells, and I see an opportunity to have an audience member provide the answer for it. Mm. That can absolutely happen. So I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say never. I can't say, oh yeah, it's happened. And it almost certainly won't happen for at least the first little bit as we once again get back into our flow here. Tech issues are going to continue to happen as every single time anything changes, there's going to be things that we're going to have to worry about. But um, I I do like the idea of having, um, having an ability for the audience to throw something out there Mm -hmm. and for the game itself to be like, huh. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And otherwise it's just fun to play. Yeah. Play around. Can I tack on really quick? Because I realize we haven't actually addressed this. (laughs) Scotty tack on. There, essence, Scotty tack on. Uh, It doesn't affect us in this campaign, but exalted essence, one of the major sort of like uh, points of the system is that it contains rules for building any of the kinds of Exalted in Exalted, which if you're a fan of Exalted, there are you know more than two. There are <laughs> there are a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Exalted third dropped, like you're you're building solar characters. There's now rules for like dragon blooded and lunars, uh, probably with more types on the way. But Essence contains rules for all of the Exalt types because it's a more streamlined system. That means if you think that there's a really cool type of Exalt out there that you want to build a character for and make it an HCOC, freaking go for it. Yeah. I know there's tons of kinds. Like they, My mind wheels are turning, and we had a very important discussion before we started this season of like, do you want to keep your character? Do you want to make something new? Like, I, Anyway, I just mm-hmm. think that's important to point out because yeah. there's some cool stuff going on here for sure. Right. Uh, Gillingood brings up something which I kind of want to highlight because I think that this is a great example of an HCOC. So this is a new original character. Final Horizon, if I remember correctly, is a sidereal who's in charge of basically monitoring the House of Bells. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Now that's so good. So so the idea that he wakes up in Yushan, uh, (sighs) has a look at the report, and then just... (laughs) And they're running out. See, this is an example of something that I find really interesting, and it provides a great kind of like background for anybody who wants to read it, and it it can enrich the game. But if I like the idea enough, there's a chance, and if it fits, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it has to. I could love an idea and be like, ha, that had never happened, but it's still amazing. Yeah. But if I like the idea enough, there's a chance that it might start filtering into game. His first First assignment. assignment. Yeah. No. I'm so sorry. That dog was two days away from (laughs) it. That's that's, that's rough. (laughs) Uh. So yes, exactly, Skeleton Front. This is kind of an example of extended lore. Um, And one thing that I can also tell you, and maybe something that we could consider, is if you have interesting stuff that's going on with your HCOCs, throw it on the wiki. Just make sure that it's listed specifically as headcanon. Now, yes. that's, yeah, it's I'm, like I'm I just so have to wiki. program. Where do I put this? Where do I categorize it? Where does it go? Ah, I'll figure it out. But like, I'm not saying that you have to. But like, that's another place that you could potentially put that kind of information. Oh, I've, I've just paper. put my foot. In I just my don't have paper. Mouth. I need to take. A- Kate will be back in 45 minutes. No, no, no. We'll paper. have a completely new site. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like the like, late, mid to late 90s like hacker montage. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, paper. 
It's a good shout. We'll hey, put on hey. the music track Harsh Times because I've just totally. Oh. By the way, we have a wiki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's on fandom. Uh, it, it, I, I, I may have let it slide a little bit as I work on the new tech, which you aren't necessarily seeing that it's new, but it is new in the background. The machine r- operating the tech is new, mm. even if the visuals are safe. If you were to pull back the curtain, I mean, it's shiny back there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, things like c- contributing to the wiki, Gilead, for instance, is amazing because he'll throw intimacies mm-hmm. oh, yeah. within seconds of them being declared Fantastic. on stream, mm-hmm. uh, which is all kinds of awesome. And let me tell you, I know that everybody <laughs> checks the wiki to look at those intimacies, um, including the storyteller. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> so it mm. is, um, but it is a great place to post things like fan art, a great place to, and y- you want to post fan art of just like exalted headcanon characters? Like fucking go ahead, go yeah. do it. I don't Party. know. You know, like it's, the only thing that we ask is that if you're making an edit to a page that specifically deals in canon lore, that it just be canon. Mm. Um, and that anything that you are posting that is absolutely not necessarily canon, that it just be clearly identified as such. That's all. But otherwise, yeah, Wiki's, Wiki's there for you and me and mostly me. See on tall, see on tell, see on tell. That's what no, what did I, I name these? What the hell? Yeah. Well, some of them are just... Bueno. Party. How did we get on this? Uh, oh, HCOC. We were talking yeah. about HCOC. HCOCs. Right. Sure. So this is actually a good time for me to ask then for all of you. Uh, we're moving into a new season. What stuff that you would like to see going forward? Ways that you would like to, like, was there anything about season one that you're like, I absolutely want to keep this shit going? Is there anything that you're like, I would really like a chance to branch out into something that we haven't done before? Are there themes or moods that you're like, I've been missing this or I really like this or none of this, please? Uh... Yeah. Yes? Yes? Um, It's Scott here. Hi. Uh, Scott Humphrey. I really enjoyed the uh, the mystery and the conspiracy surrounding the first season. Um, now that we are away from the House of Bells, I think it's a great opportunity for us as a, as players to. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> How did you know? Um, the shump. The shump. This is a great opportunity, or at least what I'd like to see is us um, being able to chase down and like run down leads and chase down those mysteries in a higher, uh, not a higher fantasy, but like in a more action oriented way. Uh, and in not, not necessarily a less conspiratorial way, but now we're outside of the mystery, right? So more action oriented, I think is going to be really fun. No, we're spies chasing down leads. See, I love a good spy story, but Getting like I contacts. don't. I feel like I've built a poor spy. <laughs> this is what I'm saying here. No, that's I'm kidding. Okay. That's, that's a, it's a that's joke. That's can't all be. Gail whispered as Yeah, bam. Gail. You, you're the spy versus spy. Uh, spy versus spies. Spy. Spires. Spires. Oh, right. but anyway, that's my two cents right off the bat. Uh, something that uh we tend to do is we tend to stick to a place. Exalt which nexus is called that mm-hmm. because we spent so much time in Nexus. Mm. Changeling, we spent a lot of time focused around the spark. Um, and so as much as we went on little excursions, uh, we often were stuck in Montreal in the spark. And so, and again, like 
doing a school show, of course we're going to always be at the school. Yeah. Um, but something that would be exciting now that we're on the run is to um, spend less time in one place. Mm -hmm. uh, so to maybe, yeah, to not... I think I prefer the idea of not having a home base, at least for now. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, agreed. Gotta keep moving. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Sornic. <laughs> Sornic. Well, the end is here? probably the closest we have to a Sornic. Um, echoing what both these these players said, um, but also uh, House of Bells, we were very much operating within our elements, so to speak. Um, no, we... We'll be right back. <laughs> um, and so I'd love to see what happens when, when these punks are thrown into situations that they're not trained for and uh, watch watch them oh struggle to find their footing. Yeah. Um, because like at House of Bells, it was more like strange things coming to them. And now it's them needing to put themselves in strange situations, maybe in order to get answers or uh, stay out of trouble, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like the what goes along hand in hand with, I think, with the idea of not having a home base and so on is like, it means that you can visit a setting that might resonate like in the short term but not over the long term right like maybe i want to see the maybe i want to see the glass towers of kiroskiro maybe pyres wants to look at himself in them i don't know whatever what? but, <laughs> i know but but it doesn't have to be like a long term like <laughs> well i guess we're here now world. me, me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you don't have to stay there right and i yeah. think that's kind of so it allows for like um a party setting. People are saying beach episode. We love a beach episode here on RPG Clinic. But you so gotta build up to it. Skeleton Forent says, "Got to build up to the beach episode." Bam, bam. Um, I know that there was a beach episode teased. It took a long time before Changeling got a beach episode. That is true. true. But, but they introduced the greatest. I, I can't. I have to imagine that it, it will. It will still potentially happen. Cool. We'll make it happen. What was his name? Glevin or something? Glevin. The Gooch guy? Yeah, Glevin. I've seen Glevin. It was Chad. It wasn't Chad, but then I think we turned it into Chad. I think it was, uh, yeah, I think we made it Chad. Oh. Oh, oh, right in the Gooch. Pretty sure it was Glevin. It was. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty. That's a gnarly ring. I could totally use that to pierce my. It, it, as long as it. Oh, no, you're telling me that it's like an artifact. An artifact that, like, is destined from the first stage. Well, maybe I shouldn't really use that to, like, you know, hang off my Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Glevin. <laughs> it's all right there. I got a pretty boss ring down there, too. You want to see? Mm, sure. <laughs> yes, and I also have one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Beach is the new Twilight. We don't like to see that. Oh, Twilight cast. Twilight cast. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was like, Twilight the movie series? Or like Twilight the is the new craft. We're all Team Jacob here. <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry, I'm... Are you really? No, no. It's because Pyres is Jacob, so I'm Team Pyres. Is what I'm You're trying to Jacob? say. You're Jacob. Yeah. Go read the book and watch the movie and tell me that Pyres is Jacob. Why would Jacob they do Pyres Twilight. is Archie Andrews from Riverdale, and I will that die is on this hill. That is correct. I will <laughs> die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. 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 I'm not bringing this up. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, uh, go whisper to Sabrina. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh, who's a rest? 
Uh, hi guys, you want some burgers? No, Flaviana's Jughead. Yes! Big moose? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's moose. She's definitely moose. Amazing. Oh my god. Good stuff, Reggie. Oh. God, we don't, we don't like Reggie. No, that's Brevin. Brevin is Reggie. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, this is good. All right. Actually, I feel like she's more Betty. No. Resta. Resta. Resta is more Betty. The girl next door. I feel like she can kick ass, though. Yeah. Betty, I mean. Betty yeah. can. Yeah. Be- basically, Fact. If, if we ever need any of the any any of the women in the Archie universe to do something competent and cool, Betty can do it. And if somebody has to be like a total B, then it's Veronica, <laughs> <laughs> or possibly Cheryl Blossom, right? Or be rich, Cheryl. Yeah, that's that's no, Veronica. Yeah, rich is Veronica well. or Richie Rich, right? Yeah. Of course, Ruth. Richie Rich. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, that all being a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things that we want from this new season. Mm. Um, do we want to talk about some of what we've sort of plotted out for potential starting points? <sighs> well, I don't think we're going to necessarily discuss exactly what's going to happen in the first episode, other than the, I, I know that it's going to, we're going to drop in on some action like real quick. Oh boy. But it, I think that we can reveal at this point that it will be about a month after the events of season one and that it will start in Arjuf. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. In Arjuf. Okay. Uh, saying this as if... Like, no, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Like, yeah, cool. Arjuf it is. Like, that's, that's a fact that I'm mentally noting. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I think it was already said in chat. I think um, Angel Wick kind of dropped in there, uh, uh, but this is related the idea of like goals as well for this. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can talk about player goals and stuff, but I think certainly character wise, it's about a month later. Like, we're looking to uncover more facts about the conspiracy that mm-hmm. rocked the House of Bells, specifically. Who are the other allies? Like allies, who are the other people involved in the attack? How high up are they? Uh, what are their plans? What are their other plans other than knocking down the school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of the big goals that at least Aresta has, but I think probably most of the um, Hearth would have is um, yeah, finding ways to either clear our names or oh, sure. completely like change our, our identities. Ways so that we can act um, more easily because we want to find these answers, right? And you can't it's harder to get answers if you can't go out in public and party party <laughs> i just want to get lit <laughs> rusty you've really changed over this last month Rubench <laughs> asks lit. how big of a town slash city are you visiting or just to be it's like a it, i wouldn't call it a bustling metropolis but it's a relatively large town it has to service um the house of bells which was no small feat mm. in and of itself it's a port town right yeah. as well yeah, yeah. so that tells me everything I need to know. Industrial wharf, rich people up top. That's that's a port town in my books. I don't know. <laughs> I'm away from the fish smell. I'm yeah, close to the fish literally smell. Literally every port town in my mind is exactly what they all look like. Cliffs with rich people and workers down here. All right. Ah, Montreal. Ah, uh, Montreal. <laughs> is there anything about the tone or the mood that you're looking oh. to, to change or are things kind of working for you along these lines? In terms of the amount of comedy, drama, strife, romance... I really enjoyed the uh, 
the the balance of tone. I think kind of as I mentioned earlier, there was you know there was a lot of emphasis on secrets and secrecy and conspiracy in the first season, which I think is really cool. Uh, and I think now that we're kind of in a setting where we're not necessarily like quote unquote constrained by that conspiracy, um, I think it gives an opportunity for it to be a bit more overblown or melodramatic or a bit more um, high octane, perhaps. Yeah, we don't have that safety net of the school. Like, as much as, you know, oh, we're going to get in big trouble, and that's a bad thing. Like, there, there's something a lot... There, There's a cap to the stakes at school, no matter how important the school is to some extent, mm-hmm. whereas now, like, there's no safety net. Yeah. Yeah, so so a more sort of, like, um, a balance of... Yeah. Yeah. Peaks and valleys, exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. right. I, I think that it is worth oh. pointing out just for what it's worth, because uh, Gillig did mention it's a major realm city. I'm not intending to change that, so it'll be a major city. I just mean it's not like a megalopolis like Nexus. Not, yeah, it's not New York. It's not Tokyo. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, Montreal. <laughs> Trana. Trana. Did you want to answer Requiem's question? Yeah, sorry, I was just reading it, trying to like make sure I parsed all of it. Do you mind if I jump in? Jump yeah, here. Let me just. Uh, you want to read it out loud? I have a question for Scott. I know in the first season one of Pyre's major, well, one of Pyre's major hooks, I, can you read, Scott? I know in the first season, (laughs) one of Pyre's (laughs) major hooks was finding where he fit in, what he wanted with his exaltation. Do you feel he has a better idea in the start of season two, or is he still soul searching? Uh, that That is a good question, Requiem. I feel like having met and interacted with Vieren through the first season, Pyre's definitely has something that he knows is not where he wants to go with his work and he's like, with his life, I mean, and he's worried that he continued down that same track, that that's where he would end up, kind of more like like Vieren. Um, as a player, I have thoughts about where the character is going and I am very curious. I, I don't want to, I don't want to like metagame and like pull things. I want things to sort of, I want to find reasons to sort of venture me down a certain path you know if it works out that way so i think he's still soul searching to answer your question i think he's still soul searching in terms of where exactly he fits in but he now has a much clearer view of like what his fate could be and he doesn't like it (laughs) he's looking to get off that get off the train yeah there you go okay Mm -hmm. so that's cleared up that's not something that we necessarily have to to concern ourselves with or worry about. Is there anything else that we need to to go over specifically and to prepare ourselves for the next season? I'm just looking at my sheet here. Oh, oh, oh I I do actually have a question, but it's it's mechanical, so it might not be right now. Yeah, go for it. it. Well, it has to do with experience. While, the, while everyone else thinks of other things to say. Yeah, it it has to do with experience and milestones. Yes. I believe I understand how the system works, but should we talk about how that's going to work on screen? So, this is how <laughs> this is how we're currently interpreting cool <laughs> the milestone system. If you earn a personal milestone, it goes into a pool. Once that pool reaches three, all of you can spend a personal milestone, regardless of who. That's what I get for being stupid. Sorry. Regardless <laughs> of who earned it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. So, right. if Elizabeth earns a personal milestone in session one, 
and Kate earns a personal milestone in session one. And then in session two, Elizabeth earns another milestone. Then at that point, at the end of that session, the pool empties and all three of you get one to spend. Right. In other words, you're contributing to the party. And part of this is because you might be responsible for helping somebody else get a personal milestone. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not as cut and dried as that. Now, there are also exalt milestones. Yes. Works the same way. You gain three exalt milestones. All of you will get an exalt milestone. To okay. Story. So the also the minor and major milestones. Yeah. Those will be at my discretion. Because they're story beats, right? Yeah. You can expect that you'll be getting a minor milestone basically, you know, every few sessions, every story. And a major milestone every... uh, Or is a major milestone every story? Here, hold on. Let's just... Yeah, we can take a look. Major milestones were like, this is the... uh, Minor were, were like chapters. And then the major was like, you've closed the book on a big bad... Of some kind. All right. So a minor milestone is completing a single adventure or story chapter. And a major milestone would be like completing a story arc. Right. So the way that I would put it is that you probably would have completed single adventures or story chapters. You know, you would have probably had between eight and ten of those in season one. Already. In terms of a major milestone, a story arc, you probably would have earned like three. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Something like that over the course of the, mm-hmm. the thing. And it depends. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see how right. it goes. But a major story arc would be the equivalent of, I've discovered that this character is anathema. Mm. Or um, we have rooted out this particular conspiracy and now we have acted on it. As a Rooting out the conspiracy, that'd be a minor milestone. Acting on that that would be then the culmination of a whole story arc and that'd be a major milestone. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you get a minor or a major milestone, just everybody gets it. Right. Okay, cool. You will all have the same amount of experience no matter what. There are no noms. There are no, uh, you know, oh, you earned it and the other players didn't. That's not what's going on. So advancement will be something that we'll also look at as we go forward. Now, in terms of when you get to go up in essence, mm. That is a, a more complicated question. Um, the game recommends that uh, two major milestones be accomplished between essence increases. So, in fact, it might be more like you had two major milestones last season. Um, because I imagine that by the end of the season, you will probably be essence three. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. We're going to see how it goes. Maybe yeah. it'll come earlier. Maybe it'll come later. So a lot of it is kind of like a... Because it also specifically says that this is a flexible rule. Yeah. It would have to be right without providing individual like numbers of things yeah. it has to be pretty flexible yeah. right because otherwise you know <laughs> yeah so raccoon's asking about the bingo card so the bingo card for people who don't remember or who are new uh the bingo cards are kind of set out by Aragorn, which sort of culminate in various things that happen during game we don't know what are on the bingo cards none of us do no uh but the bingo cards might involve something like uh Two of the PCs get into an argument or uh, somebody spends all of one particular resource or whatever. Thing is, we'll have to redo if if we do the bingo cards, because, again, we don't do them. It would have to be redone for essence because certain mechanics won't exist anymore and certain mechanics are new. But I'm not sure what effect they'll have yet. We'll have to discuss that. We'll have to look into it because... 
one individual milestone matters much more than one individual XP. Yes. Because it's no longer uh, a uh, it's no longer a, a, a linear system. It's now a flat system to increase your XP. So one XP is like, okay, well, that's one step among the 16 that I need to increase this attribute from four to five. But now it's one major milestone lets you increase from four to five. Right. Or from one to two. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so we'll have to see. It's going to kind of depend on Aragorn and what we can work out. Work out. Lift. Pumping. Anything else? I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so the, just the that's one thing that um, was a bit unclear in the um, text and that the devs did clarify got a little bit lost in uh, versioning. And there are a couple of other things that have been clarified that um, folks have been kind enough to take note of. And that will continue to happen throughout our play that um, something that, you know, they removed an and or a nod or a but. And so... Um, or even between like two different sections where they mention the same thing, we're going to either make a choice based on what makes sense to us or based on what we found out. And that's something that um, we will be continuing to change and adjust with throughout the course of the season because this is a, it's effectively in beta. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's mostly done, but it's definitely got um, some little little corners to tidy up. Uh, and that will, that will be happening as they finish the final draft, but we don't know when that will be. So yeah, subject to change. Yeah. Worth mentioning that we're at, we are definitely going to try to, to adhere to the rules, at least at the start, right? Mm -hmm. Hard to say I don't like a rule when you haven't tried it. But I am not interested in having a 20 minute long conversation among us and among chat about a rule while we're in play. So if we are consistently making a mistake and you know it, please let us know. I absolutely want to know. Um, if we ask a question and you know the answer, please let us know. But if you don't agree with us and there's some contention there and I'm like, but I think it's this way, we may have to just have that talk on Discord after the game mm -hmm. uh, because we're not really here except for session zero. Huh? We're not really here to, to argue about rules. We're here to continue the story. So we'll make the choices that we have to to keep the story going. And we'll get back to the rules later on. Obviously, anything that you see in the game, rules may not be interpreted the same way from session to session as our understanding of the game grows. I think there's a question for me. Oh. <laughs> I believe it was answered. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I will point out that Mangani is one of the people on the Essence Discord has been doing a fantastic job of compiling some of the rulings that have been coming from devs. Uh, we're probably going to be using that document um, to help us continue on with yeah. the game. Um, it is fantastic. It's pinned over in the Exalted Essence channel on mm -hmm. their server. So go ahead and look at that. Just I think I also side. pinned it to Crunch for my own sake. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> important to have um but i uh, the yeah but the key is i absolutely want to know because it's a new system we're gonna we're gonna fuck it up <laughs> um Eight. it has been evidence because i don't think a single person has been who has posted more than like one rule thing i don't think a single person has ever been always correct 
Mm-hmm. Um, so trust me, I will make mistakes. I got to deal with this and I got to deal with this and I got to deal with this and we'll deal with You're that, John. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, whoa. So there's absolutely going to be times that I'm going to want some help. Just understand that if I don't agree. House rule. Or GM. Then it's a house rule or a GM fiat up until the point where we yeah. can have a discussion about it. But yeah. please, post in Discord. I'm happy. Look, yeah. I'm a game designer by trade. Bam. I love talking about game design. Uh, but I don't love talking about game design when I'm also trying to, you know, like have one of my characters Mac on one of the PCs. That's, that's not the time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Gotta get me smooches. <laughs> El muchas, muchas. <laughs> muchas. <laughs> but that's a very good point that uh, to make. I'm, I'm, but ninety five percent of the time, I'm thrilled to see people bring this stuff up in chat because uh, we're too focused on other things to to mm. really start rules lawyering. Yeah. Well, I I've been working on like a cheat sheet just because. You know, having 60 pages of rules isn't very easy to skim through while streaming. Um, so uh, just in making the first version, John looked it over and pointed out like seven things that I had mis misunderstood when I was skimming. And I went back to it. And I'm sure there are going to be other things that I've missed or that we 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 miss an and or an or. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's great if people could be like, I thought it was the other way. And we can either quickly open the book and decide or be like, we'll fix it next time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I will say as a I'm, I'm sure I've already made this point on previous streams but like as a player I am the more I read about essence the more excited I am to try it out and get it going because I feel like it has been streamlined not for the purposes of reducing the lore of the world but for the purpose of making it easier to dive in and play and keep things moving yep. and that's like that's great like they didn't eliminate rules on like social influence that's like one of the most exciting things about Exalted for me. Um, and it, like the rules haven't been eliminated. It's just things have been streamlined so you don't have to be like, hang on, let me go check which if I'm on step 12 or 13 or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Requiem points out, uh, versioning of my previous question for John, any rules you're a bit dicey about that you need to see how it plays out before making a decision? Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... the it is a beta. And also, I already know that there are some rules that I ignore or change from Exalted 3rd Edition, and I'm sure that Essence is going to be no different. One of the major ones that I'll point out right now is that I do not intend to play the social influence rules written or raw, read as written, mm. um, or rules as written, uh, in that uh, I have chosen to make it so that when you are applying the value of somebody's virtue or intimacies towards their resolve, the rules say the uh, most intense is what applies for virtues and then the most intense is what applies for intimacies. I am choosing to, um, and I got some confirmation from devs on this, but not official because the dev who said this is, did not work on social influence and didn't feel comfortable sort of making (laughs) that call. And I'm like, right. It's fair. It's, most intense per side. So if you're using an intimacy against somebody and they're using an intimacy to protect themselves, then they can both interact. The rules as written would say whichever one is more intense is the one that matters and the other one doesn't matter at all. Mm. And I don't think that's what they intend. Mm-hmm. 
Because also, what if you have a major that I'm exploiting and you have a major that you're using to defend? Well, which one wins? They're the same into like the same level. Yeah. So I am going to say that it will be both currently until such time as I get confirmation in another way. And even then I may change it because I feel like it's a bit weird otherwise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overwhelming is really fucking powerful. We've yes, we have discovered this. Um, I think that at the moment it's still okay, mm-hmm. but I'm keeping an eye. <laughs> uh, any other rules that I am? Obviously, we've made some minor changes to merits to accommodate, um, and I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, I'm comfortable with the sanctity of merits. Mm. So the idea that if somebody loses a merit, they will be gifted another merit to replace it. But I'm going to say that the sanctity of merits applies essentially to a point, to a base. If I give you a merit in the course of play, I'm not going to expect you to spend experience on it. I don't need you to, but you can lose it. However, the four merits that you have now will be considered under that protection. So... If you lose hope and abandon permanently, you can be reasonably sure that you'll get another primary merit, another five dot or four or five dot merit. You'll get one back. Mm -hmm. But if you gain another ally and then that ally gets killed, I'm not necessarily going to be like, well, I'll give you another ally. Of course I won't. (laughs) Because you'll eventually gain more merits as the game goes on anyway. I also want to just put out there because it's like a special ability of the terrestrial exalted show the beads the beads beads. hello we have beads uh because it's a special ability of the terrestrial exalted and we're talking about merits once per session uh you can work with the storyteller to essentially earn or buy a merit at your essence rating it lasts only for that session but like I re- Sorry, I really like the idea of someone being like, oh man, I don't have resources. But as a terrestrial, I am well connected. Mm? And uh, you're not getting a handout, but like there's some way to maybe work that into the story. It's a within reason. With, well, within reason, I think there's ways of working or it. Or it's into like the a story. Doctor Who episode where you have like a one episode companion. Oh shit! Yeah. They leave at the end kind of thing. That'd be great. Yep. Exactly. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely, th- this is a thing that you're going to be able to take advantage of. And of course, if you ask for something that's completely unreasonable, then I may not be able to give it to you. If you're locked in a cave and there's no way out, you can't be like, well, I want to, you know, I want to have command too. Yeah, like, exactly. Does an army show up for us? It's probably not going to happen in that particular thing. But none of you have ever been unreasonable. No. And I'm sure that that's, you're not going to start. Hmm. <laughs> I, but yeah so yeah that's absolutely uh, something that i hope that you will take advantage of just remember that it is only for the end of the session and i will say that it's designed to be fleeting so if you ask for like an artifact and you get the artifact um you are going to be expected to return it or you will lose it another way right you know you can't it's not like a library book where you can just renew <laughs> every session <laughs> yeah but command <laughs> too like i just wanted to get <laughs> Requiem is a question that I think is worth uh, everybody answering because yeah, I think it's super cool. Uh, how excited are you about being able to affect combat without actually having to fight? Like Very. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two thumbs up. I actually, weirdly enough, I didn't even consider this until right this second, but like you could now theoretically 
play an Exalt without a lot of combat ability, whereas certainly the versions of Exalted that I've read are like, creation is a dangerous place and you're supernaturally awesome. So like, take some dots in combat, yeah. please, you know? Um, because otherwise you can't do any, like you, you're in trouble. Yep. <laughs> I still think cool. that you might be in trouble if you yes. don't yeah. have combat ability. Because right, remember, yeah, you up. can you can you know help other people without being in combat. But then if somebody approaches you with a sword and you have no idea what to do, they can still cut you. Yeah, if you don't have defense, right? Like or whatever. But I do agree that this solves one of the major problems, which is I don't want to play a combat character. So what happens when combat breaks out? Do I just sit there and do nothing? Yeah. And that can be um, really frustrating. Now. Liz, on the other hand, for Changeling, played a character who, at the beginning of the uh, of the game, was almost useless in combat, and by the end of game, was definitely not useless. <laughs> we basically just, like, pointed Sophia towards the enemy, and we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's something that is it's a somewhat advanced tactic, mm. um, mm-hmm. being able to do that essence is built around the idea that like no you don't have to swing a sword but you can absolutely affect combat in other ways at least one person is going to have to know how to swing a sword or shoot an arrow or something because otherwise you can build all the power you want but then if you can't right right just nice anything with it yeah that's a good point gets, gets. hey thank you Krister. i really like the idea as well because there's now like explicit rulings around okay you know if you want to if you want to help um, build power by like you know creating something. I mean, building something or preparing or whatever. Th- there's no reason that you couldn't be in some sort of situation where it's like we really need to reinforce these gates while we're fighting off these people. And like, I, this is just a long roundabout way of me saying I don't have any crafts. But uh, <laughs> if you can roll to like build things and accrue power that way, if you succeed, like I just I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And and etc. There you are other can ways. Pilfer, pilfer. Yep, that's fun. It's a gambit. Uh, yep, you can fun. loot. Your yeah. lock in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Use the steal command. Hey, uh, yeah. I, it's I I. It is one of the things that I absolutely adore about the combat system, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's going to turn out because it gives you role playing options. One of the things, yes. like all three of you are good at fighting. Your characters have the stats. You know, like one of you is good at ranged, two of you are good at close combat. You don't need to ever build power without using a combat action if you don't want to. But you have the option that, like, if in the moment you're like, this was feels right for my character to do this instead, you can and you get to affect the world. Yes. Instead of it just being like, go Pyres. And Pyres is like, thanks. Could you hit him? <laughs> like, yeah. Could you do something, please? Yeah, well, I just like building power specifically because I can see us being like, especially something like outmaneuver, which is one of the building power options that you can use where you can reposition or hide or something. Like, I feel like that's something that we've talked about narratively anyway. Um, I know that like 
um, particularly with um, Ray often wanting to like get the drop on people in Exalt Witch Nexus. So I feel like that's something that I could see her using a lot in order to get that. She would, you wouldn't, but it's not like you're wasting your turn by spending your turn doing that because it builds power. So I think it's very cool. And that you can like do it for yourself or for your allies, which is also really neat. That's you can, really you can be yes. the bard. You can inspire your party or maybe you can inspire yourself. Pyrus just pulls out a pocket mirror. Pick their asses. Pyres, get in here. Now, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I am really good. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, it means that you can have a combat where a duel where two people just stare each other down or start insulting each other or prepare, and there's nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Go. Boom. Right? And you can also, now you can declare a clash whenever you want. Yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So... That's also pretty cool. Yeah, I love the fact that um, if you get incapacitated, uh, the rules around that has changed to a drastic degree, which I love. If you get incapacitated, you can take a dramatic wound to your one of your attributes or to your primary merit so that you can right, get right back up on your feet. Or you can stay down and have your allies build power for you to get back up. Or you can just stay down because you can't be killed unless we negotiate that out of character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Yeah. Because I there are times where I absolutely want to knock somebody down and not kill them. And now I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about being like, well, I got to fudge this roll because if I do it too much, they might just fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. But I also love the fact that I can apply the same protection to certain NPCs if I believe that's important. And I think yeah. that is also very cool. Because if it's a villain who I, I'm like, this is a villain who I want to keep around for a while but I still want to give the players the chance to defeat that villain. Now I don't have to worry that they're just like, okay, well, then I just like, you know, slit his throat and I move on. Cut that off, yeah. <laughs> Done. So, yeah, all of that stuff is is stuff that I really like um, about Empire's <laughs> Rips Off shirt and builds a fuck ton of power. Uh, yeah. Something, something to note, uh, just because we usually note this at the beginning of a game, but this is now the beginning of a season. It wouldn't normally apply except we're in a new system. I imagine these character sheets are not locked for the first three sessions. Oh, God, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> you can also Woo! assume that it's beyond three sessions because yeah. it is the first time we've played in this system. Right, that's fair. That's so fair. I might eventually get around to saying like, hey, so it's going to lock soon, but like, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> Last really session worry. change up it is. Oh, it wasn't me. I see we're talking about I taking a boat next else. session. Wow, I have Navigate 5. Oh, so no, weird. that doesn't feel like a right fit for Arrested now that we're no longer on the ship. Navigate 0. <laughs> Damn it, Arrested. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we've been good. We have yeah. that. So I realized that I never brought up what I was looking for in terms of tone and, oh, yeah, and please. stuff like that. So I'm going to just very quickly mention that. Uh I really liked how the first season went. It kind of felt like the game that we get comfortable with and moving in. But we're going to be moving a little bit away from intrigue and a little more towards taking action, like like you've mentioned. It doesn't mean that intrigue is going to go away. Mm-mm. There will still be mystery to solve. But we're not going to be going like as hard on the... I'm on the outside looking at the mystery. You're in the mystery. Mm-hmm. And you need to find your way out of it. Uh... I am looking forward to you also considering your flexibility. The reason why I'm saying it this way is because we are playing in a system that now allows you for the first time to play any one of 10 different exalt types. 
I am thrilled that you decided to continue the story that you have now because I really like Aresta and Pyres and Gale Whispered and I want to see how their story continues. But I also want to urge you that if at some point you feel the story is done and you wish to try a different character, this system is probably your best chance to do mm-hmm. so. So, again, in no way am I suggesting that I want you to abandon your character, but I do want you to remain flexible to your own wishes. If you are feeling at one point, no, I'm good with how my character is, I feel like my character's story is over, I want to end this character's story and try someone else, this is possible. More possible than it has been in the past. So, I guess this isn't more like a, I want this to happen. This is more like, I just want you to know that it's an option that you have available to you. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with how the mood and the, the theme and tone have been so far. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how it goes from here. I will say that building, uh, building antagonists is much faster. Oh yeah. Oof. That's just something, John, just out of curiosity, mm. are you considering, uh, you did some clinic hours where you, well, a clinic hours where you built some of the NPCs for- Oh, I've learned one. my, I've learned my lesson. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> okay. Because I do it and I'm like, oh, now everyone's going to uh, be mad when inevitably I change. Yeah. I was going to say like, oh, I don't, I, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. I, oh, boy. If I ever do that sort of thing again, it will be specifically a character that I'm like, this character is either not going to appear or is going to be an extremely minor character. Or like a headcanon uh, character, right? Like, yeah, because in, in the end, um, it's <laughs> it's not... Uh, people don't necessarily want to see how the sausage is made. Sure. Or they get mad when they're like, oh, it's sausage, and they're like, you said it was Oktoberfest <laughs> and now it's Italian! <laughs> <laughs> Or alternately, you said this was a sausage and it turned out to be tofu. <laughs> How dare you? And I'm like, but tastes about the same. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> classic. That's yeah, that's fam. And I'm I'm glad for you that just going back to what you said before, I'm glad that like it's easier to create NPCs in this system. That's that's good. Yep. Could we please have some more wood aspects this season? Straight up. Gilga just loves <laughs> him some wood aspects. Uh, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> we had one. We had a fake one. and uh, Possibly another fake one. A dead one. Oh, yeah, right. Wait. Really? Garavel? Garavel. That's who I'm thinking of. You, uh, is it that you blocked it out? Because... You were the last fault. PC to see him alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not saying that oh, I won't ever build NPCs Damn. on Clinic again. I just mean that I probably, if I do so, I will most likely not be building NPCs that will have major story uh, implications. Um, so, because, or maybe they will. But I'm not, I'm just, I cannot guarantee anything anymore. Because I got a little too much of people being like, but that's not what it was when you built it. And I'm like, Ugh, but I I thought I made it clear that I can change things whenever I want. But some people don't. Change is good. Don't like. Yeah, well, not everyone is unsealing. <laughs> but Gilded Good, I'm going to make 
two proclamations right here. Oh boy, I like where these go. There will be at least one more wood aspect. Yes! At least. Secret wood aspect. And Secret. the idea of a beach episode continues to ruminate in my mind. <gasps> Success, Kate. <laughs> Whee! Hey, that's the person from the emote. <laughs> Wait a minute. Beach app confirmed. <laughs> no, is no, this no, like Half-Life 3 confirmed where every time you say it, it's like pushed back? And yeah, it gets... Month? Yeah, Gabe goes to the calendar. He's like, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, You're very pleased with these announcements? Yay. Well, here's something else that I can say. Yeah, it's good. Some other things that I can say may or may not happen depending on how we feel on community engagement. Uh, we have not forgotten about the idea of marathon streams. Scott keeps bringing it up. I brought it up once. But it is, I do keep bringing it up. It's true. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely not discounting the idea of another marathon stream. We just have to find the right time. Yeah. Um, and we have to find the right occasion. Yep. But yeah. I, I, especially because now we're together. Marathon streams with Zoom calls. No bueno. No. Not as much bueno. No. No, no, no. Uh, also... Uh, what was the other thing that I was going to mention? Right. Um, a reminder that we do have a wiki. Um, the wiki is a wonderful thing to update if you have things that you think are important to put in there. Uh, we would love to see contributions to that wiki. There's a place for fan art. Um, we are lucky that we have people who are uh, contributing fan art to us, and it is we put it at the head of the show. Um, although we don't put anything at the head of the show, by the way, unless it's been posted publicly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously you are allowed to send something and say, I don't want it shown anywhere else. You own the rights to your art. We're not yes. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but also if you can't navigate the wiki, like the website, I mean, just let us know, like yeah. reach out to us on the discord or through Twitter and we can find another way to get it up in our pre-show reel. If you would like that. Yeah. Cause there are some incredible artists out there in Chatland, and we love, uh, we're love the art. Showing it off slash love it brings the art. me the jollies anyway. So, Krister, I will tell you that there will be at least one sidereal this season. Like new? There's gonna you be didn't. Like there will be at least thousand. one sidereal this season. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Flavienne sidereal confirmed. Oh no! Uh, She's my ally. Yes. <laughs> Chosen of buns. Chosen of buns. That's not, that's not a sidereal. That's not what I am. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, shit. We do love a good sidereal on this channel. <sighs> Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, I love nightmares about that music, by the way. Anyway, it's a whole Jesus, other thing. yeah. Not nightmares. But we also have a Discord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're interested in also getting assistance from, uh, from other people when you're making things like your headcanon original character... Trust me, there's a bevy of people who are eager to help on that Discord. If you're looking for some some ideas, looking for some confirmations, by all means, please do. It may not come from me. I do have to maintain a certain distance from the HCOCs, but that doesn't mean that I can't help. It's just I can't confirm anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the Discord is a fantastic place to, to have a look at that. Can we drop the link? all up in that yeah, chat. Yeah, I can do that. Please no current television spoilers, folks. Not everyone is completely up to date. Mm -hmm. 
Ooh, NFL. It's a good question. I don't think you'll get an answer you though. You will not. He tells you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We tell you the answer. There you go. How's oh, that? As if we know. It's. I thought we were sort of like this. He tells you. It's John. We're the baby siderials. What? We're the baby siderials. What? Yeah, the, you, you're the siderials. You've I been the siderials you. this entire time. <laughs> is that what a baby siderials oh, is? Good. Please, that's so Somebody write this down. Chosen of bebes. <laughs> Can you do your I little, can. like, face of a guess? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, did you determine that you're actually all lunars? <gasps> Spoilers! Oh, God! Oh, no, they don't, now they know. Now they know. <laughs> What's twist? But you weren't before. You just are now. We just are now. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. During that month. A lot happened in a month, y'all. It blizz. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So I feel like we're ready for next week. Is there anything else that you feel is important for us to bring up before we start? season two while you think I'll say one more thing okay this is the opportunity to jump in I know it's really tempting to watch everything and be like I have to catch up before I'm able to watch things live no you don't I guarantee you that you don't we are planning and in fact we'll most likely be shooting once we're off stream a short recap video that will inform people what happened in season one it is not required to have watched season one to watch season two. We were even debating not calling it season two mm. at a certain point because, you know, to let people play on. So this is the time to jump in and get to know these characters just because they've had previous adventures. This is the time. So please tell other people about it. Get people to come in and watch. Mm -hmm. You can watch live or if you don't want to watch live, you can watch it on YouTube. Or if you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you can listen on podcasts. Just search for RPG Clinic in your favorite podcast app and you'll find us alongside a whole bunch of our other episodes. Yay. A whole lot. There's yes. too much content. <laughs> Do you ever worry someone's going to be like, um, excuse me, in this show, in episode 108, you know, and then like calls up a minor fact that you don't remember. Does it's going to be exactly like when I was at Montreal Comic-Con and oh. saw Patrick Stewart, Sir oh. Patrick Stewart. Um, doing his uh, uh, what do they what do they call panels. them? Panels? Yeah, like a, yeah, like a t uh, the it was one, a one on one. Yeah, exactly. One, -on -one. Uh, one person panel, but somebody came up to the mic and asked about a very specific episode and this very specific moment, and he was just like, "I honestly don't remember <laughs> because because <laughs> so he'd done so many of them, and he's like, I just." He's like, I'm trying really hard. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I think that's turning into our brains. We are Sir Patrick Stewart, or at least at that level. Um, <laughs> Some of us are <laughs> physically more than <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm not, I'm not off my face enough to do the quintuple take, unfortunately. <laughs> it just it. snaps off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. <gasps> Woo. Oh boy. Yeah. But we have other things happening during the week. Oh Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday over on my channel, that's twitch.tv slash biff the Uh I stream different things through the week. Um specifically on Tuesdays, I'm streaming The Outer Worlds. Uh which has been a lot of fun. Um 
should be less hot uh, <laughs> and uh, less uncomfortable and uh, with less technical issue. Now that you've said all of that, of course the opposite is going well, to Why did I say it? Damn it. Anyway, join me, though, because we, we have a good time out there uh, taking NPCs through romantic quest lines, mostly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really do anything else. <laughs> it's a good time. On Wednesday, I run Scrub Check on my own channel, video game challenges that I have to complete in two hours or less. My current status is not a scrub, as I managed to get through it. three courses of Mario Golf Super Rush uh, in a, well, under par. Mm. Uh, but what's next? I don't know, because I just signed up for three months of uh, Xbox Ultimate Game Pass for a dollar a month, because that was the deal that they had going on. Yeah. There's a lot of games that are available to me. Will I play Forza Horizon, uh, a racing game? Will I play Sea of Thieves? I don't know. There might be something else. Ooh. The thing is, if you have an idea for a challenge that I can do, whether it's for a retro game or a current game, a game that I have reasonable access to, then by all means, post it on the Discord. would love to to hear your ideas, because otherwise we might just do Slay the Spire again. But that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Thursday, on Clinic Hours, we're going to be discussing uh, the nightmares that storytellers get when players come up and say, I want to play this. Oh, boy. We've already started collecting ideas of <laughs> player character ideas that tend not to work, and we're going to discuss each one of them and how I would try to help that player make that character work for the table. Mm. You ever deal with somebody who comes in and wants to play the lone wolf <laughs> or the chaotic assassin or the lawful stupid paladin? All of these and more, which means that I have a direct ask for everybody who's watching here. I need your nightmare PC ideas. Post them in the Discord under the Clinic Hours channel and we'll get around to it. Are we going over the lone wolf? We're going over the lone wolf skeleton Woo! for rent because the lone wolf works great in scripted fiction and in tabletop role playing, not so much. <laughs> but yeah, post your ideas in there. I will go through all of them. Whoa. Friday? Friday, we're continuing the punch effect. We had a special guest last week. Uh, that special guest will not be there this week. Um, oh. But we're still going to continue the game. Yay. Uh, and it's going to be fun. And then it's going to be fun. And then Saturday, Sue Drew Crew might be fucked with again um, because our Saturdays have been kind of wonky lately, but we will update everybody. Yeah, we might push later. Yeah. We'll see because we want to keep reading because that's a good book. Because they're at a ski jump now, Finally. finally. Nancy went over a ski jump. Yeah, actually, didn't she like wipe well. out? Yeah, in Montreal of all places. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Saturday, Sunday. I know that we start with Punchy Book Club. Oh boy, it was pushed a week. Thanks everyone. Uh, it's at one o'clock on my channel, Sundog. And then here, this channel, this same time next week, six o'clock, eighteen hundred Eastern Daylight Time, we will be. Uh, playing episode one of season two of Exalt Witch Academy, and we will have our recap video ready for anyone who wants to jump in, start fresh with us as we start fresh with a whole new system. Just can't believe it. It's so exciting. Yay! <laughs> Until that point, we have to thank once again everybody. There were a whole lot of sub bombs dropped today, uh, which yes. believe us, it is entirely uh, appreciated. Uh, it means that we get to keep going 
and keep getting better. Mm-hmm. It's all thanks to you. Also, special thanks to our moderator for today. She who knows 10,000 things. So appreciated, Aragorn, for you yes. being here. And we look forward to Entropy's Disciple and Strength of Borders whoop, whoop, joining mm-hmm. us in the future. It's going to be fun. Um, but thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk about what's going to happen. Uh, it's session zeros like this that make sure that we actually get to go in on the same page and figure out how we're going to play this uh, safely, with style, and with substance. Not necessarily in that order. No, we'll see. Safety, first. Safety always first. Though. Safety first, yes, sorry. <laughs> Very important. And we get to be together, because as we said, we started here, and then we went here. Is it that way? See you next time. (laughs) Bye!